This is the show that pulls back the industry curtain. We're exploring pop culture, music icons, and food gods. It's the Jeremiah Show with Dr. D. Broadcasting from the HJL Hospitality and Evolved Studios in LA, Santa Barbara, AM 1290, KZSB, and FM 96.9, Santa Barbara, or somewhere from the road. He's opened and fixed more than 200 restaurants, bars, nightclubs, hotels, and neighborhood joints around the globe. He's an industry driver, an author, and a columnist. He's a restaurateur with legendary rock star Mick Fleetwood on Fleetwood's On Front Street in Lahaina, Maui. And he's your radio host. And now, back from a race around the sun, Jeremiah Higgins. Welcome to the Jeremiah Show. I regard these two things in life as highly valuable to me. The gift of laughter, which I could never repay, the gift of laughter that another person is responsible for, me laughing. Also the gift of music. I can never repay a music artist for the gift of their music and how it makes me feel. And I can never fully explain to them how life just wouldn't be nearly as sweet for living without the gift of their music. Again, these are gifts that I can never repay in full. I guess maybe one of the ways that I can thank the artist or that person who made me laugh, that writer, that actor, that film is to enjoy it. I really enjoy the music that I'm about to play for you today. I was aware of Emily Halpern's writing years before I knew who she was or had met her. Her words had made me laugh so many countless nights watching Blackish of which she was a writer and a producer from 2016 to 2017. And who could forget Booksmart? Directorial debut by Olivia Wilde, written by Emily Halpern, Suzanne Vogel, Sarah Haskins, and Katie Silberman. Those laughs made my cheeks sting pink. Booksmart laughs were guilty pleasure laughs for sure. And I was introduced to Emily when I created a radio show called A Love Letter to Luke. Luke was the uh, infamous, famous and infamous restaurant in L.A. owned by Suzanne Gowen and Caroline Stein, who, as you all know, are great friends of the show. And it was operated by general manager Matt Dugan. Duggan is how actually how you say it. I always want to say Dugan because of our own Richard Dr. D. Dugan. Duggan, Matt Duggan. Sorry, Matt. It had closed during COVID for good. Very sad. It was a sad day uh, for people that love to eat there and for the patrons. And the, and and boy, were they loyal. It's to this day still the number one uh, show that we've ever done, most listened to on the podcast sites. Number one and number two, a love letter to Luke. I was looking for love stories on and from the patrons of Luke. Matt Duggan said that I should speak to Emily Halpern, a screenwriter. And when I did, 
Emily Halpern had one of the sweetest love stories of all. You see, Emily had her second date with her husband, Evan, at Luke, tucked away in a corner table in the bar. And the way Emily tells it, they both knew they had found each other's soulmates that night. They had their wedding at Luke and their firstborn daughter, Franny, just missed her very first Sunday Super Bowl at the time of the interview at Luke before the pandemic shut everything down. And uh, if you'd like to listen to a love letter to Luke, go back to season seven, episode 308, part one and part two. It's called A Love Letter to Luke. Seven true stories told by seven special guests. Okay, so now flash forward to 2023. Maybe it's 2022. Time's going by so fast. And I'm on Instagram and I see a post by Emily. She's welcoming her firstborn EP album to the world. And it's titled Carry Me Home. She recently released a single called Hey Buddy. Love the title, which we are playing here in its entirety at the end of the show. So don't go anywhere. We're also playing uh, songs from the album, Carry Me Home, throughout this interview. Emily's currently working on her second EP to be released next year. Welcome back, my friend. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much. That was such a nice introduction. You're making me miss Luke. I mean, I always miss Luke. But it's very nice to be back and to see you and chat with you again. Thank you for having me. It is, Emily. I, like I, I was saying off everything to you, that uh, you, the conversations between you and I have, have been memorable. Um, I loved your story that you did. And, and um, I, you know, you're just putting some things out there in the world that, I, like I said in, in, at the top, that I can never truly thank you enough for. You know, you really have made me laugh long before I knew knew you. And I knew that these were some of your words you're crafted and you're, you're writing. Um, you're just an amazing storyteller, not only on the silver screen, on the small screen, on the streaming screens, your home screen, but you're also in my, my, you know, in, in our heads with your, your music, the audio, the, the, the just great composition and songwriting um, really is a gift. And so I get, I'm lucky enough to be able to say to you face to face, thank you for that gift. Thank you so much. Really. It, 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 I mean, to be able to write anything in the screenwriting space or wherever it is and, and know that people enjoy it is, it feels like a gift. So thank you. And, and, and in the case of the music, I mean, when I first started, it was so much for myself that even also the idea that anyone enjoys the, you know, that also is something I can put out in the world and people might enjoy. It's lovely. So I appreciate it. I was, I had this thought and I, I, I really try not to ask um, questions that are just so generic but i i am interested in this i had because i had this thought today i thought when when did emily i wonder when emily started playing music was it a love of yours all your life like you had you played guitar i mean because you're really good you you've obviously played guitar and i'm not sure what other instruments that you play on the album but was it something i'm going to ask the generic basic question was music something that you were pursuing as a hobby or just for your own enjoyment as you were, you know, became a, just a, a top of the top of the uh, list screenwriter. I am. Um, yeah. It, no, it's a good question. And the um, music has been some a passion, like a love my whole life. And, um, and before writing, if I'm being honest, it, it, I remember, you know, in, 
grade school and high school, I would I would sing songs on the talent show. Like I, it really was my first kind of love. And I remember just loving, I was never a, a performing never came naturally to me, but the singing did, you know? And I just remembered um, uh, that was my first love was singing. And then I learned guitar and as a, as a kid took lessons uh, to, to accompany myself singing. And then it's interesting because sometime like in college and beyond, you know, I, I gravitated towards writing and which of course I also love very much. And music just became something where it was just the thing I always intended to get around to doing whatever that was going to look like. And I, I loved it so much and didn't want to let it go. But also when you're sort of starting to think about viable career choices, like I, you know, screenwriting was not always the most secure, but, but I, I think for, for a variety of reasons, I just, I put music on the back burner and missed it a lot and constantly was saying to myself, I'm going to get to this one day and then didn't, as I think is, you know, maybe not uncommon. And then it was um, in COVID, in the pandemic, um, which obviously was awful and awful for so many people in so many ways. And, and it's in retrospect now, I can say the tremendous silver lining for me was rediscovering music. And um, but that's when it when it happened, like the love for it was always there. And I didn't I, even be I didn't have an agenda or I wasn't thinking I've got to make an album or do anything, but I just wanted it in my life. Um, and initially I got back into just playing guitar and singing a little you know, in the privacy of my home. And it was truthfully like a way to stay sane and to, to feel grounded during a really scary, stressful time, you know, and, and um, it was me and my husband and we were isolating with our then, you know, three-year-old daughter and, and music was like almost meditative for me. I could just kind of get calm and was playing guitar. And, and, and then um, it, it's funny, it really kind of evolved naturally. I wasn't even thinking I'm going to do an album. I started trying songwriting and I, you know, written a song or two here and there in the past, but nothing really seriously. And I just, and then one song became another song and I was writing about feelings I was having in the moment in, in experiencing COVID. And then also began writing about, you know, past experiences and just, and different relationships I'd had. And it just kind of came out of me. And then, um, after I had, I don't know, you know, maybe eight or 10 songs, I, I have a, a good, um, comedy writer friend of mine, her name's Allie Waller and, and uh, her husband, Jamie Candeloro, I knew that he had been a producer and an engineer in the music world. And we, he was just the only person I could even imagine, like, cause I thought I have all these songs, what am I gonna do with them? I called Allie, I asked if she thought Jamie might be willing to like give me some advice or hear what I had and, and thankfully he was. And I thought about this, and I'm telling you this because I, um, really in that moment had some songs no idea if they were any good i knew i enjoyed writing them i knew i wanted to kind of keep doing it to some degree sent just the roughest cuts you can imagine to jamie and and he listened and suggested we make an ep together and um and i i thought about that a lot just because wow. you know it's like what an encouraging word can do it's like had that not been his response who knows but i have loved pursuing the music i i know absolutely to whatever degree i can it will be in my life forever i've been having so much fun and have loved have loved putting music out there so that was a very long-winded answer to your question but that's how I. oh it was a perfect answer because it answered like three of three of my follow-up questions <laughs> i love that uh that is amazing and you're right it takes one isn't that just because I think, we're, you know, I want to talk about life with you today because I think your yeah. lyrics really capture life, your life especially. Um, but in, in, and they do so in a way, Emily, that many songwriters work years to accomplish where the listener can put themselves 
into your lyrics as if they are their own experience. So that's what a lot of your lyrics in this in the music that we're going to listen to today did for me. And isn't it crazy back to life, you know, from your example just now, how one person gave you some encouragement and look where it's it's led and i and i i see a long career in this in this business for you as well uh and especially because screenwriting you know making films and tv and movies that you can apply your soundtracks i'm i'm sure in future projects um yeah beautifully like they work together hand in hand do you write when you when you're writing even before you put out this EP. Did you write, do you write with music, does music and, and certain songs inspire some of your writing and, and the scene that you set up? That's interesting. Um, sometimes, sometimes in, in the screenwriting or TV writing, it's even if it's not, you know, cause music writes for different songs, it's very hard to know what, what sort of song you might actually get, but definitely for the rhythm of a scene, if it's a party scene, like just having something in your mind can help just, um, when you're picturing, like you, you, the more of the environment you can picture, I've definitely had songs or different things that like help create a scene in my imagination as I'm writing, writing um, lyrics. And certainly in the songwriting, like I have, um, you know, uh, musicians, singer songwriters that I love, people who've influenced me either just by who they are or through their music specifically. I, 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 um, I've been an Emmy Lou Harris fan my entire life. She was one of the first performances I ever saw. I was a kid. I, I still remember that. And I just thought she was the coolest person I'd ever seen. Um, and like singer songwriters like Linda Ronstadt, Bonnie Raitt, I just loved forever. And then in terms of lyrics, I um, like John Prine, I, I really love. I, I sort of, I think he was one of the, the greatest songwriters in my opinion. I just love the way he tells stories. And, um, but that was also, it was a lot of fun for me. You know, I'm, I, to, yeah, of course, to sort of draw from, from, mm -hmm. or even just have people in, in my mind. And not that I, I think I'm so, I still consider myself very, very new to songwriting, obviously, but. Um, well, how exciting though, right? What an exciting time if you stop and go, if you can get past the, the anxiety, the pressure to write, or I don't know if you have any of those things. I'm just guessing that maybe at some point you think of these, you know, where you're, is it good? Is it good enough to put out there? Um, anxious, like it's your, it really is something that you're sharing, right? Even like a screenplay, but maybe even more personal. Oh, definitely. Um, right? Absolutely. With the songwriting. And, you know, to be honest, I think when I look back, because I, I, in some ways, I mean, you can always be like, I'm too busy. I'm too busy. But I don't know exactly why I didn't dive into the songwriting earlier, because now it's like I'm enjoying myself so much. I think, oh, I could have could have been doing this earlier. And I think at the same time, I think it's kind of silly to think this way. I think some of it. Yeah. Like what you just said, just that encouraging word from Jamie and. I think it's also the fact that it's not how I make my living, which is not, which is just, it, it re does remove some of the stress in that it's, right. it's, I can do it just very much for myself. It's sort of what I, um, what I want it to be, what I can create, but by the same token, it's, it's just me. It's like, I'm, I do feel much more vulnerable with the songwriting. I mostly thus far have written pretty autobiographical, fairly vulnerable open songs, not all of them, but a lot of them. And, and um, I wonder if some of it is just getting a little older and not caring so much. I mean, certainly caring about the music, but just not caring, not, not feeling self-conscious in a way that I might have in my um, 20s mm -hmm. or even, even, you know, early 30s, just 
uh, now I'm just kind of wondering about about what it was. But I, it's it's also to, just to sort of what you were saying. I think while I'm still new to the practice of songwriting, I think all of my writing, I feel like in terms of how I tell stories for screenwriting and TV has been very valuable um, when I'm writing the songs as well. Well, let me think about, you know, let me think about you as a, as a kind of step back as a writer um, and a storyteller, really an amazing storyteller. So if you're writing for television, it's what, 22 pages or so. If you yeah, yeah. if you're writing a, a romantic comedy or film, it's probably ninety to one hundred and ten or so pages. You're writing the story, so they're those are carefully crafted. You know, every word pr- counts. Um, setting up the story and and telling that story, you don't have a lot of you know where you have a novel. Maybe it's five hundred pages or something like that. You're yeah. telling stories in ninety ninety pages. 22 pages and now you're telling stories as a songwriter and you're down to pages <laughs> two of lyrics right yeah. I mean, you really are crafting your if i look at the you as a writer i mean you're really honing in on as the crafts crafts woman or person <laughs> right thank I mean, you no thank you so much and i do think um it's definitely what you just said has how, you know, if I want to berate myself for not trying songwriting earlier, it's like, I do think I've been, you know, I've been working as a writer and and all of that, that has been very valuable. And, and in terms of the songwriting, it's, it's funny that you mentioned it. Cause one thing I had to, I was taking with uh, voice lessons for a while with, um, with a woman who I like very much. And, and uh, she's also a singer songwriter and some early songs I played for her. This was also kind of during the pandemic just to, to get her, um, her take and she gave me such valuable advice and I didn't even realize I was doing it but I would like write a song about a relationship and it would start off not being great and then by the end like everything had either either they'd broken up or they'd gotten together but it was like I was very much telling like a like arcing out a story the way you would on a tv show or a screenplay and she was like you don't have to resolve it at the end like songs like listen to songs they don't all have a beginning middle and an end and of course she's exactly right but I realized that I was unintentionally doing that like feeling like I had to and you know, some songs do, of course, but but that was actually really freeing, just being able to write a song about a moment or a feeling, and that's the entirety of the song was 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 liberating. Yeah, yeah. and they and again, like I said, they they resonate like it, they, you you make the listener makes it their own story. Right. And that's hard to do to to make it such and write it in such a way, sing it in such a way and put the and then put the music, not let alone. Now you've got to add the music that really tells that story in a wave of emotions that uh, you, t- you know, you take us through your, the arc of the storytelling. I mean, that's, that is, uh, I, I mean, bow down to you. Thank you so much. And it, I, what, one thing I do think is, is true from, um, in any kind of writing or in screenwriting and TV writing, certainly, but I found it to be true in, in music is, is, to get what you just said, that it's like it, the universality are, is in the specifics, that it's like it's by getting specific, your message or your what you're saying becomes universal. And and almost because I didn't know any other way, it's it's like that's what I found with the music. Like I'm, I'm being very honest in the songs. I'm not, you yeah. know, it's not. And that's that's sort of in, I found in being honest and telling specific stories about very real emotions that I've had. Um, Hopefully it's, it's very gratifying to hear that you, you've, you feel like you can relate to it. Cause that's, 
Well, I, I think every, I'm, gonna, I'm about to play Remember When right now. Mm-hmm. And, and so the listener gets, you know, they've heard this, but now they get to experience it themselves and uh, for a moment until we go to break. And then I'm going to come back in with um, Enough is Enough. Right. Before we go to break, Remember When, do you want to say anything about it to set it up? Yeah, that was um, Remember When was a song I wrote about when I, w- I grew up outside Boston at a, in a small town called Lincoln, and I could walk from my house to uh, through the woods to Walden Pond, uh, which is in Concord, but just because of where I lived, it was a, this trail through the woods. And uh, my friends and I in high school occasionally would walk around the, uh, the pond uh, and... It's funny, like other kids in high school did other things at Walden Pond, but um, I was not. I was in kind of the nerdy nature walk kind of group of kids. Um, but no, it was actually that is a song that where it very much was about a moment that I remember so clearly. And it was a friend and I were walking around the pond at night and had come to the far end of the pond. And while we were standing there, a train crossed in the distance. Um, it must have been like the Lincoln or the Concord commuter rail, but just the the quiet stillness of the pond in contrast with this train whose lights were flashing and the smoke billowing. It just, and I was standing there with my friend. It just has stayed in my memory as just one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. And that's what the song is about. Oh, beautiful. What a storyteller you are. (laughs) Singer, songwriter, Emily Halpern is my special guest today. Her Instagram is at Halpern underscore Emily, H-A-L-P-E-R-E-N. Her EP album is Carry Me Home. Please go pick up a copy during the break. You got a couple minutes here. And her new single, which will premiere in its entirety at the end of the show, is called Hey Buddy. And here is that beautifully set up song. Going to break here. Remember when. Took my 
Here's the Booksmart trailer, directed by Olivia Wilde in her directorial debut, written by Emily Halpern, Suzanne Vogel, Sarah Haskins, and Katie Silberman. Good morning, winner. Take a deep breath. Visualize the mountain of your success and look down at everyone who's ever doubted you. Fuck those losers. Fuck them in their stupid fucking faces. Hey. Oh shit. Woo. Are we gonna go to school or? Nope. What's two plus two? Isn't it crazy that it's the last day of school? Are you kidding me, Samantha? Go talk to her. She's got a really cute smile. Amy, do you know how many girls are going to be up your vagina next year? Every time I come to visit you, you're going to be scissoring a different girl. Dude, scissoring is not a thing. Don't knock it until it's you tried it. Don't knock it until you tried it. Ow! It's the last day. We got you through high school. I need to go over the end of the year budget numbers. Can't we just graduate, head off to college? That should do it, right? We will persist. I can't hear you. I can't soundproof glass. We have to go to a party tonight. What? Nobody knows that we are fun. We didn't party because we wanted to focus on school and get into good colleges. And it worked. But the irresponsible people who partied also got into those colleges. I'm incredible at hand jobs, but I also got a 1560 on the SATs. We haven't done anything. We haven't broken any rules. Name one person whose life was so much better because they broke a couple of rules. Picasso. He broke art rules. Rosa Parks. Name another Susan one. Susan B. Anthony. God damn it. Picture this. I'm a bag of dicks. Put me to your lips. Hand sanitizer. Chap. Chapstick. Chap. Mace. Listen, it is very important that you keep the safety. Don't say we're having a date night. Why? It's funny your parents think we're boning. What you two have is special. We are going to show each other how much we care about each other. We'll probably just do a Korean face mask. I don't need to know all the words. I am Shadow Stevens. While I'm doing this and that and the other thing at the very same time, I'm having a great time on The Jeremiah Show, the greatest show in the history of the world. For the love of God, subscribe. No, seriously, subscribe. Hey, this is Jeff Stunk Baxter. We all need to keep our veterans, men and women who serve, who are on the wall and who were on the wall in our hearts at all times. Sometimes they need help. There are a number of organizations that are dedicated to helping our veterans. Please open your heart and reach out to a veteran and let them know, number one, that they are loved and respected and that you won't give up if they don't give up. And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Stack from It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack telling you, asking you to watch the show Sprung on Freebie, Amazon's new free channel. I promise you it's funny, it's got heart, and my shoulder appears in episode three. Welcome, Los Angeles. The Jeremiah Show is now on Radio Candy Radio. Discover a world of emotions, your digital radio. The Jeremiah Show airs 10 p.m. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. RadioCandyRadio.com.
back to the Jeremiah show. My very special guest today is singer, songwriter, Emily Halpern. Her EP album is Carry Me Home and her new single that we're going to play in its entirety coming up here in a few minutes at the end of the show is called Hey Buddy. Ooh, that's a fun song. I like that one has like the jingles in my head. I was uh, I, that's not the right way to say it. I know, but just like it's fun, like it sticks in your head. <laughs> it's like the it's one of those things you'll be humming the rest of the day. So I'm, I'm warning you ahead of time. <laughs> if you got to concentrate, you won't be concentrating. You're going to be uh, singing. Hey, buddy, Emily, uh, welcome back. Let, let's um, I wanted to ask you about the song that we just came in with. Enough is enough. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that before we continue the conversation? Sure. That was a fun song to write it was about a an ex-boyfriend a relationship where I, hopefully i think a relatable scenario but where um you know it, it seemed perfect at the beginning and then there were a number of red flags and uh yeah. <laughs> and, and it was definitely a relationship that i stayed in too long uh and then and you probably can glean that from the title but enough oh, i'm sorry i'm laughing for it that you had a hard relationship there what no I'm no please i mean it's also about I'm thinking about the shame me one, shame me twice lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> shame me one, two, three, four, five times. Shame yeah. on me. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. Sorry. No, it's not at all. And this was a it genuinely, it was a fun song to write. It was one of those, like, as I was thinking about it, this wasn't a, I mean, I did, you know, certainly some of the songs were, 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 um, I had some sort of real sadness that I was like summoning, but, but this one was very much one of those, like, Hey, what was I thinking with that relationship? So I'm glad you laughed. I think it was written in that spirit. Yeah, and it is fun too. I mean, the the music is fun with it, so it takes it kind of like a, a, a almost an uplifting. You know, it's funny. Before the break, we were talking about how you write. You're used to writing with, with an arc and like wrapping things up at the end, and maybe that's why it's your music so satisfying because you know when you go see a film and it's an independent film and it doesn't end the way that you want it to that's that's good too but yeah. everybody walks out of there going hmm what what and <laughs> and uh why did it what you know i wanted that set and and a lot of people don't understand this the screenwriting you know the way that those movies are put together where they do usually resolve at the end with a happy ending, you know, most of, so you're kind of, we, we, we become used to that, right. Within film and TV. And we want, we want that happy ending, even if it's subconscious and we don't know mm -hmm. that that's what we're looking for. And I think maybe that's for me, a lot of your, your songs, you know, they, they do have that, um, as you said, that arc maybe, and maybe that maybe wrap up a little bit in, in a resolution, whether it's good or bad, but you feel satisfied <laughs> uh, in so many different ways. I mean, I'm, I'm loving exploring your music with you. I hope I'm not putting uh, any thoughts into your head or anybody else's head that wasn't intended, but I guess that's, that's the great thing about the arts and the music is that it's up to interpretation of the listener and the viewer. No, exactly. That's what I was sort of, just going to respond with and i think yes enough is enough does have certainly more of a, a resolution and that's what what the song is about and i think others of them are you know maybe left a little open-ended but i think the hope kind of is to that that the listener might be engaged enough that they whatever they're however they're relating to it they can almost fill in their own ending that 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 is satisfying but it no it's a it's a nice compliment because I, I feel the same way 
the um, the songs from Carry Me. Well, let me before we end on that. I interviewed Art Alexakis. You know, he's the lead singer of Everclear um, mm-hmm. last year, and I I loved his some of the lyrics that I and I mentioned. I read them. I mentioned them to him, and he got real uncomfortable. Finally, he says, "I hate talking about my lyrics." I don't, it's the, my least favorite thing to talk about in the world. <laughs> and, and I edit, but there's a couple of lyrics that, of yours. I hope you don't feel that way. I understand that feeling though, because you don't want to define anything too much. And the right. lyric goes, Oh, that's not what I thought it was, you know, cause they had, a, so I understand that, but I do want to call out here in a moment, a couple of your lyrics that I really enjoyed and I uh, thought were very powerful. The songs from carry me home are written and inspired by your personal experiences. Um, may I explore a couple of the themes with you? Please. Are you okay? Okay. Yeah, of course. I don't want you to pull an Art Alexakis on me. <laughs> <laughs> Part of me is I already feel like I've ripped the Band-Aid off and putting these songs at. Like, I yeah. already feel so. I, I, I know I'm curious to know what, what lyrics you. Well, first, before I get to the lyrics, what, what does the title Carry Me Home refer to, even if loosely, like if you don't want to define it too sharply, Please don't. But in a way, I, I, it is a, a really great title. Well, oh, thank me. you. I mean, the the lyric was taken from the one of the songs is called Carry Me Home. And that song was very specifically written about my father's death when I was 15 years old and, and very personal. And um, and Carry Me Home had kind of a double meaning in that song. Um, he he died hiking. Um, he died in a hiking accident when I was when I was 15. He got trapped on a mountain uh, during a blizzard during what was supposed to be a day hike in New Hampshire and uh, unfortunately um, became lost and disoriented and ultimately succumbed to hypothermia on the mountain. I was 15 years old. Obviously, we expected him to be home that night. It was a a real trauma and life defining moment for me, as you can imagine. Um, And part of writing that song was, I think, some version of therapy and and me processing it. But the, the, the chorus in that song, Carry Me Home, uh his his body was ultimately discovered near a stream he'd been following trying to get home so it was uh sort of a a carry me home in the sense that he was trying to get home but also in the sense of you know obviously um his 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 passing and i decided to call the album carry me home partly because that song in particular holds obvious you know obviously some very deep meaning for me um but also it carried me home because i mean it was the title of the album of the ep refers i'm thinking more of myself and in the carry me home that that to me just putting the whole album out like what we talked about in the beginning music is something i have wanted to return to since my childhood it's why it's something that brings me so much joy writing a number of these songs not all of them but certainly that one was a processing of my past was a sort of real reflecting on things i actually think it was such a sort of healthy thing for me um and i've come to feel like kind of a really necessary thing and something that's made me want to continue music so much that i really felt like i it was a bringing me home in in a way like like coming to be more at one and at peace with myself and that was a that's a very like heady explanation but i think that that's the the truth behind it no, that's beautiful. Um, I'm sorry for uh, at any age to lose a parent, especially a father, which is unexplainably, you know, how, yeah. how hard that is. But at 15, that must have been really hard for you as a young teenage girl. And uh, I'm sorry for that loss. That That's, um, 
terrible, tragic story. Oh, thank you. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. And at the same time, it is like my, I think part of my, you know, like we said that it's, it's being able to get to a place where I can write about that and write about other things. It's very, it's, it's been healthy for me, but I also think it's like, that's how we, it's, it's, that's how we process. That's how, you know, some of the music I love the most comes from people's real genuine emotion and pain and sometimes their joys and, you know, but it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm very glad to have reached a point. I mean, of course, of course, it was a horrible, horrible time for me. And I spent many, many years sort of um, in different stages of grief, but it, it, uh, and it never goes away, but I, but I'm very glad to have been able to put that, that the EP and to be able to put the song out into the world. It's been, it's been meaningful for me. Mm. You explore on the album themes of love, of loss, and nostalgia so beautifully and when you are singing about love to me personally the music feels like it, it kind of bring brought me um back to a little bit of those you know those feelings when you first experience that rush of falling in love with someone mm-hmm. yeah um that's how it made me you know it brought back those those thoughts, those memories for me. Um, and then on loss, as you just explained, this, this line really resonated with me. I hope you don't mind if I read it. Mm-hmm. I'll try not to butcher it because you sing it so beautifully. <laughs> um, I still remember the last thing that you said there in the dark, tucked into your bed. Wish I would have told you I loved you that morning instead. Yeah on carry me home um and i think you explained it yeah i, I, I know if, a, if you need no, it, 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 i mean the song um is an obviously fictional retelling of 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 that experience my father's hike and i wound up writing it from his perspective and mm-hmm. because as a as a young girl but as you know i, I um he knocked on my door that morning, you know, we had an exchange again, I was tired. It's, it's, but it, of course, as a kid, you think about that. That was the last time I saw him. And then I, for something in the songwriting, I thought, what did that moment mean to him? But yeah, that's how that, that lyric came. Well, and it could apply to so many things for me, because I didn't know the story that you told um, about your father. For me, it felt like, I I, I think, all of us have probably had that that feeling where you have where you could have taken the right but you took the left with, the, yep. with someone you loved you could have said something kind and you said something um in anger or hurtful and you wish you could take it back but you can't because they're they're gone yeah and and really and i've had this feeling before you know in relationships where they're when they're gone and you think wish i would have just said i loved you absolutely and i think we all do that and whether it's they're gone because of a loss or a a relationship that ended or 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 somebody moves away i think it's i feel like no thank you for saying that that you know i feel like we all just go over in our heads like what might have been or what could i have said or what could have happened differently Mm -hmm. well uh, i'm enjoying the music and we're going to enjoy some more right here i got off track here on the break so i'm, I'm not going to say what song it is you'll just enjoy it because i 
don't want to tell you the wrong song. <laughs> I lost my place here. Um, enjoy though. It's by Emily Halpern off uh, the album. Um, Carry Me Home. It's just beautiful. Uh, really enjoying the conversation. We'll be right back. Here's the trailer for Black-ish, one episode written by Emily Halpern and Sarah Haskins, and they were producers from 2016 to 2017. Try today, I won't be ready. Lock down that point guard spot. There's no point guards in field hockey, Dad. Field hockey? My name is Andre Johnson. I have a great career, a spectacular house. And a loving family I'm surrounded by every day. Hey, Pop. Son, can I just please get a little coffee in me before you start this morning? But as a black man with all this success, sometimes I feel like an oddity. If you look to your left, you'll see the mythical and majestic black family. Lately, I feel in order to make it, we've all dropped a little of our culture. Hey, stop, Andy. Stop. Andy? That's not even close to Andre. I think it says I'm edgy but approachable. I think it says I hate my father and I play field hockey. You think I'm overreacting, babe? Why would I think you would overreact? Maybe you're right, babe. I love you. I love you, too. No. <laughs> Dad, I want to have a bar mitzvah. And I'll get a Hebrew name. I'm going to go with either Shlomo or Shmuel. We're doing a bang-up job over here. Listen up. I'm going to need my family to be black. Not black-ish. Daddy's scaring me. Why don't we take a black break and go get some white yogurt? Hold on, hold on, slow your roll, you two. Junior, when you turn 13, I'm throwing you an African rites of passage ceremony. Stand right there and experience your roots. You better off watching roots. Uh oh. It's not that big of a deal. All this coming from a mixed woman who technically isn't even really black? If I'm not really black, then could somebody please tell my hair and my ass? 
This is what you always wanted. To successfully raise our family in a better situation than we had. I really screwed this up, didn't I? Screwing things up is just another part of what it means to be a father. It's how you learn to fix things. If that boy wants a bar mitzvah, I'm going to throw that boy a bar mitzvah. Ladies and gentlemen, Andre Jr.'s hip-hop bro mitzvah. Be damned if I'm calling him Andy, though. From executive producers Anthony Anderson and Lawrence Fishburne. Black-ish. Oh, my God. It's important for you to hold on to your culture. Honestly, the only thing I'm really trying to hold on to right now is my first boob. You can't be mad at him for that. Welcome, Somerset, England. The Jeremiah Show is now on Core Radio. Keep on rocking to the core. Core Radio. The Jeremiah Show airs at 10 p.m. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. CoreRadio.rocks. Hey, everybody. I'm Art Alex Hux from the band Everclear, and we're going to be on tour this summer. Hope to see you guys out there. Take care. Good day, my friends. I'm Billy Mandarino, the Nowist. Do you struggle with worry and doubt? I know in my life, It has been an ongoing practice to stay out of the negative mind and feeling patterns. If you don't have a consistent ritual to keep you light and in the present moment, the weight of the world will drag you down in time. In my hit book, The Nowist, Finding the Signs to Your Ultimate Desires in No Time, I teach you how to use one of the greatest gifts you've ever been given, the incredible power of your wonderful human imagination. After all, Your imagination is the sharpest knife to cut fear and doubt out of your life. To learn more, go to BillyMandarino.com. My name is Emily Halpern. I have a new single out. It's called Hey Buddy, and it's about a relationship from my past where I often felt like I knew where things stood between the two of us and then found out maybe I didn't. Uh, And you're listening to The Jeremiah Show. With the Jeremiah Show. Welcome back to the Jeremiah Show. My special guest is singer-songwriter Emily Halpern. Um, check her out on Instagram and follow Emily at Emily Halpern underscore Emily. Uh, excuse me, at Halpern underscore Emily. Her new EP album is Carry Me Home. Is it available on Bandcamp for purchase, Emily? It's not yet, but it will be. And it's currently on uh, Spotify and Apple Music. And the new uh, EP that I'll have coming out, hopefully in a few months, is will, will be available on Bandcamp. Okay. The reason I ask is all the artists tell me that they make, what, 78% of whatever is sold on Bandcamp. Um, so I try to steer them that wherever it 
wherever they can you can make the most money as the artist support the artist support the singer songwriter like emily halpern um and this is how you can do it by going to apple music or spotify probably apple music you get probably a little bit more i'd imagine so pick up uh download is hey buddy available on apple music yes, right now? That one okay. is yes. awesome all right so uh we came back in uh from the break with under the sun anything you'd like to tell us about that beautiful song that song that was another one i really enjoyed writing it it was about i'll try to say this as quickly as possible but like in my 20s i felt generally for a whole variety of reasons some of it had been my father's death but really everything kind of like a mess you know I, I think a lot of people feel like a mess in their 20s you're just figuring things out and um and but i do remember sort of towards the end of my 20s like getting through it what i was working through at that time just getting through it and feeling liberated you know kind of like like and I and I, so this song was really about that feeling. Like literally, it was like the sun came out. Like oh, I kind of get it. I can see things a little more clearly now. And it was it was um, uh, that was the song was just about kind of how how nice that felt. And uh, but I kind of joke that it also could have been called like I'm so glad I'm not in my twenties anymore, which is also a lot of what the song. Was about. <laughs> I agree with that one. That oh. sentiment. Um, yeah, I remember turning 30, uh, all my friends and I went to Maui and we, for the very first time, had been to Hawaii. And when I, I have this great picture. We're all sitting on the beach and it just felt like relief. Like when you got through your 20, yeah. right? Like, like, it's just like this melancholy, like, oh yeah, you know, this is, I love my 30s. They were great. I think it's, and somebody told me right before there's a, there's a club, the circle bar down in uh, Main Street in Santa Monica. It's a dive bar. And uh, mm -hmm. the, the, the GM came up to me and he goes, when we were flying out for my birthday and he goes 30 and i was depressed i'm like i'm turning 30 i'm getting so old and he goes hey man he's like the 30s are going to be the best times of your life you don't you you you're just more sure of yourself and i'm like this drunk half drunk <laughs> general manager in a dark cd dive bar is giving me life advice but you know what it's the truest one of the truest things I've it, ever heard. So it, I, and i don't know about you but i've found that to be the truth and i have found every year uh, you know i have enjoyed getting older because of exactly that you just get you just feel more sure about who you are you care less about what other people think you have like i don't i don't think it's a coincidence that this is why i started writing songwriting now it's like i finally feel like i know who i am maybe i have something to say that i wouldn't have been able to say or articulate in my 20s it's i i have i also have, have um i've <laughs> thus far enjoyed the aging process very much yeah me too i'm with you there all right we got to take another break but before we do i want to read one more line if you if you wouldn't mind and then i've got a follow-up question um the line goes like this wish i could be there for things left to see wish i could know who you will turn out to be emily aside from your father let's is, is there somebody that in your life that maybe passed or that you don't hear from anymore that this that this line could apply to and if you, and what would you and if there is somebody like that, such a person, yeah. Um, what do you think they are? What are the? What do you think they turned out to be? Gosh, that's so interesting. Um, or you can use your father. Like, what would your? No, father you know, be? I mean, obviously, again, that was like it was sort of. I had in mind for that line something my father would would have thought about myself. And when you ask that question, I'll, the first person that came into my head and it's it's certainly someone I'm hoping to be around to know the answer but it's my daughter and I think probably mm. because I find myself as a parent of course I'm, I'm 
I'm curious and excited to see who she'll become and what she'll she'll be. And sometimes I, I have to be conscious to remember, like she's living her life right now and this is who she is. And I don't want to project too far into the future either. Um, but of course, as like her, her parents and someone who loves her so much, I I just get excited at the thought of just who, what will her passions be? What will she? Yeah, um, yeah I'm just That's getting excited at the idea of being able to watch her sort of grow more into her 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 future self, whoever that is. That's got to be such a such a beautiful thing to think about and wonder yeah. for when you for your daughter, your little daughter, when you watch her as you watch her grow. Um, I already mentioned her name at the front. I probably should have asked permission for that. Do you mind if I, since I already did, do, do you mind if I mention her name again? No, not at all. Although I'm going to say it's Francis because she very recently told me she doesn't like the nickname Franny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Just, well, I wouldn't want her funny, to get upset. Francis, I like that. That's that's a strong name, beautiful name. Um, it reminds me of that children's book, Francis, and I, I forget how it goes, but there was two little, I think they were little bears. Francis the bear. Yeah, we have a couple like Francis books in our house. Yeah. Yeah. My mom's name is Franny and she does the same thing. She'll laugh at this when she hears it because she she tells everybody, call me, you know, or maybe I don't maybe it's the other way around. Maybe she doesn't like Francis. I'm not sure. (laughs) My mom's name is Franny. And uh, if you're watching this on you, this interview on YouTube, which I encourage you to do. The music is not played on YouTube, so you got to listen to this the the podcast or the radio show first, so you can hear the music by Emily Emily Halpern. But if you're watching this on YouTube, there's some great art hanging behind Emily Halpern here by, <laughs> by Francis, the artist, the, the the future great artist known as Francis. <laughs> yeah, she, she makes the art and she also places it in the room. Uh, yeah, so she did so well there. She she knew, <laughs> you, she knew how your camera would be positioned yeah. to cap- capture the art just perfectly. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to take a real quick break, and coming up next, we're going to listen to uh, "Hey Buddy," the debut uh, for the first time on the Jeremiah Show. "Hey Buddy" debuted in its entirety. We'll be right back. We are with singer and songwriter Emily Halpern. Follow her on Instagram at Halpern underscore Emily, and pick up the new EP "Carry Me Home." and her new single, Hey Buddy. We'll be right back. You said, have no fear, I'm here to save you from yourself. I said, I didn't ask you to come. You think you've got the answers in the palm of your hand, but you're just a kid and you're having some fun. Now the world could use some saving There's no settling anymore But I'll wait for someone worth waiting for And now, here is the 80 for Brady movie trailer. It's a 2023 American sports comedy film directed by Kyle Marvin, written by Sarah Haskins and Emily Halpern, and produced by former NFL quarterback Tom Brady. Now, it's time for the 80 for Brady starting lineup. Lily Tomlin, Wayne State University, Rita Moreno, PS132, Sally Field, Birmingham High School, Jane Fonda, College dropout. The 80 for Brady trailer starts in three, two, one. 
Tom's about to start. Oh, there's Tom. Oh, oh what a beautiful man. I like Gronkowski. We know, Trish. We've all read your Gronk erotica. It's not erotica. It's fan fiction. Very sexy fan fiction. Aren't you tired of the same old boring lives? Let's go to the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is no place for four old women. This could be Tom's last one. He's almost 40. That's like 80 in people years. Yeah, we're 80 in people years. I just really need this trip. I can't believe we're actually here. Taking this one. He's cute. So you don't have any tickets? How much for four? 10,000. 10,000? Well, I have a 20 in my strap-on. That's a fanny pack. If you wear it like this, it's a strap-on. Wow. It is so great to meet you. Beauty has no expiration date. Krish. I didn't flirt. He did. There's so much here to do. We could even win these tickets. This is a spicy wings contest. Bring the pain! I could use a little spice. I know her! You black out, who you want me to call? An ambulance? Ow! If you did this to give us something to remember, why? Honey, it worked. Do you think you could get us in? Follow me. These are my dancers. Prove it. What dance moves you ladies know? A twist. A jerk? Let's do it. Hooray! Gronk. Hi. So big. Thank you. Isn't that what friendship is? That we face the unknown together? Let's go, Golden Girls. Come with me. Snake oh, hey, what? No, right, Mark. Oh, come on no, now. No. Let's go! Oh my God, that's Tom These are good. Very good. Oh, careful, they're high dosage. High dosage? Excuse me, I'm looking for someone. Are you okay? I'm Guy Fieri. Check out Jeremiah's top 10 new artist picks on Radio India Alliance each week. The Radio India Alliance is a chart service that allows indie recording artists an opportunity to have chart placements. We don't charge. We support RadioIndiaAlliance.com. Hi, my name is Zara Knight and I'm with Farm Jam Music Festival. I'm Greg Knight and I'm with Farm Jam Music Festival as well. Real farm, real people, real music. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to, to The, the Jeremiah, Jeremiah Show. Show. Hey, it's Tim Stack, and having been in show business for so long, I have a lot of really funny friends, and you can hear them all on It's Radio with TV's Tim Stack. That's part of The Jeremiah Show. So listen.
My special guest today is Emily Halpern. I've been uh, counting down the seconds with you so we get to listen to her new single, Hey Buddy. It's available on Apple Music and on Spotify. Definitely go to Emily Halpern on Spotify and follow uh, to keep up to date with all the new music that she drops and, and, and support this wonderful, wonderful artist and friend, Emily Halpern, uh, by picking up your copy of Hey Buddy as well as the EP. All right, so give me, um, if, you, if you'd like, set up the song, and then if you'd like to, um, you know, thank your musicians or give, drop their names out there, Emily, um, now's your opportunity. Okay, absolutely. Um, and I just want to say thank you also. It's been a real pleasure just chatting with you and, and so nice to see you. And I feel like we, you know, we I forgot, but when we talked, you're right. It was kind of a pre-COVID last time we spoke and yeah. now be on the other side of it. It's just nice to come full circle with you and chat with you again. Um, definitely Silver Lining brought your music to us. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, so like, I think that's very cool. I, I, like, I like to look at the positive. The Silver Lining was that now look at we we get to talk about your music but go ahead i'm sorry hey buddy thank you and hey buddy um is a song i wrote uh about a past relationship a relationship kind of actually from like my my as i started to come out of um like my teen years uh but just someone where the person was in and out of my life uh and each time i would think i knew where things stood and then discover that maybe i didn't actually know where things stood and that went on for a little while and and i think hey buddy was written in sort of the realization stage of of that and it was a fun song to write and i hope you i hope you like listening to it so is it so should you say it more like this like hey buddy yeah <laughs> <laughs> like come on yeah come on I didn't, buddy <laughs> i didn't quite sing it that way but yeah the title's a little like hey like hey come yeah. on uh, <laughs> okay i i've been i really wanted to ask this question and i'm glad i i think i know the answer and i'm so sorry i'll cut it out if it if the answer is not the right one <laughs> um is because i loved your story in the love letter to luke um about your husband Evan meeting yeah. him walking there you know I think you discovered you were pregnant there maybe um is he he's not one of these characters in these songs is he it's so funny uh he's not in any of the relationship songs but the song I'm coming home which is sort of about a time when I felt stressed and busy and not loving my work environment I'm coming home was about like what I got to come home to and that that is about um very much about him so Evan's still with us Evan is still with us. Very okay, good. Thank you, Evan. <laughs> All right. Um, musicians, and then we'll say goodbye, and we're going to play Hey Buddy. Oh, yes, of course. Um, thank you. I want to thank for this one, for Hey Buddy. Um, I worked with uh, producer Joe Wadsworth and a wonderful guitarist, uh, Dan Barracuda. And, um, yeah, and I'm grateful to them. And I, I uh, yeah. Thank you. Who does the vocals with you in a couple of the songs? Is that? Dan. Dan does the Dan? vocals. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah he was All right. Emily, thank you so much. Can't wait to see you and uh, see more of your your films. And, and I can't wait for more music. Uh, you, you think you'll have a new EP out next year at some point? Yes. Yeah, I do. I've, I've got most of the songs written and we're just sort of getting into the production right now. But I'm really looking forward to it. All right. Well, thank you so much. It's been a great time catching up. Thank Senior you so much. Writer, this has been great. Emily Halpern. I hope you, by the way, you bring and premiere your music here with us. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. No, no pressure.
Uh, Emily Halpern, singer-songwriter, and here is her new single, Hey Buddy. Communicate, but listen more and evolve. the trophy wife trailer co-created and executive produced by emily halpern and sarah haskins for abc studios on the very first night i met peter i knew what i was getting into so you broke your nose yeah. in a bar an ex-wife who had him by the oh! two kids another ex-wife and another kid dad i can't get this it was instant mom making breakfast. Less smoke than yesterday. And I almost fit wow. right in. So, Hill, you excited for the concert? Okay, good talk. Goodness, you're so young. You could be a student here. Oh, <laughs> so could you. <laughs> it wasn't going to be an easy ride. You're not even a real grown up. Your car is full of garbage and shoes. But at least one kid liked me. 
Perhaps if you were just read what he wrote. I'm too old for you, she said, her breast heaving like milky grapefruits. <laughs> oh my god. It's you. Your milky grapefruits. These are not grapefruits, okay? These are peaches, at most. No complaints, not relevant. So yeah, I knew what I was getting into. Hillary! That better not be what I think it is. Please don't let my mom find out. Hey, the water bottle. Now, if we can just figure out how to keep the others out. You promised to grow up and not marry a child bride. I demand an apology. Marsha Gay Harden. I think it'd be best if you let me handle it from here. Sorry. Sorry. Bradley Whitford. How about bird a puppy today? Oh, my God! Because I killed Jose. The gardener? The hamster. And Mollin Ackerman. Hey, what's up, Milf? Shut up, Toolbox. Trophy Wife. Hi, this is comedian Maz Chobrani, and you are listening to The Jeremiah Show. Listen, man. Did you like our soundtrack? Find all of our soundtracks on Spotify. The Jeremiah Show. Look for the black label. As always, a big thanks to our station manager, Les Carroll, for letting us on the air at all. Listeners, we appreciate you and want to hear from you. Please send us your ideas at jeremiah at thejeremiahshow.com or on Messenger, on Facebook, or Instagram. The Jeremiah Show is produced by executive producer Jeremiah Higgins and me, your announcer, Tony Kelly. Communicate, listen more, and evolve. My name's Danny Trejo. Jeremiah, you're loved, Holmes. I love you. I love you. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.